Welcome to Digital Soul Food. I'm your host, Jason Wallace, and I appreciate you checking out the podcast. First, I want to shout out Kaisha Kelly of HipHopClouds.com. She's graciously allowed us to film our episode here, and I am so thankful. Check it out. You see the backdrop. It's pretty dope, right? You get all your hip-hop gear, all the latest fashion at HipHopClouds.com. Studios located at 141 Flushing Avenue, Building 77, Suite 607 here in Brooklyn, New York. So hit her up. She definitely got some dope gear. This episode, you know, it's called Runners High, right? So as you know, I just ran the New York City Marathon and, you know, it's been a couple weeks, but I'm still excited. I'm still pumped. I wanted to share that excitement with you, but also I wanted to bring in my friends and bring in some fellow runners who ran the marathon and then also a couple who cheered and watched. So if you're ready, lace up your shoes and let's go. Take this mind So welcome to Digital Soul Food. We're here with some fabulous runners. Uh, so I'm going to go around and want everyone to introduce themselves. So we'll start with Felicia and tell us where you are, where you're from, and when you started running. Hi, my name is Felicia Thomas. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I began running in 2014, so seven years. I'm Erica Stanley Batten, born and raised in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. I've been running my whole life. Um, I was a sprinter, actually. Don't know how I got into marathoning, but here I am. And <laughs> I've run seven. Seven. Wow, seven. Me too. That's awesome. Sir. So my name is Marlon Rice. Um, I'm from Clinton Hill. I live around the corner of America. Um, I've been running since I was 30 years old, but I, I had the mind to run since I was a child. So I always wanted to run, but I didn't really get into it until I was 30. Um, and I've completed three um, New York marathons. And I'm Jason Wallace. Uh, I have, I'm from East Flatbush. Uh, I've run one marathon. It's my first one, uh, New York City Marathon. So uh, I'm new to this game. Awesome. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Into this club. So I guess the first start, like what got you into running? So like Erica, what, you know, you said you were a sprinter. What made you first start sprinting? And then how did you transition into becoming a a long distance runner? Um, yeah, I always loved to run as a kid. I mean, I was, you know, super active, always racing people. Like, I was that kid, you know? And then I think once I got to, I mean, after college, you know, I, I track, I lost interest in track. Just, you know, it was, it was like a job, you know, through, the, through college years. And so I just would run for fun, um, just to stay in shape, you know, all through my 20s, nothing serious. And it wasn't until probably, I mean, in my mid 30s where, I was actually cheering a friend. I started running distance with friends, just like, you know, four or five miles here, you know, loops around the park, you know, that kind of stuff for fun. And one of them was training for the New York City Marathon. And I've cheered the marathon my whole life, right. just like you, right, on Lafayette Avenue. Right. I have family members who have run it, but it never, you know, it was never on my list of things to do. It just wasn't um, until I was cheering him that one year. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. You know, it's cool to cheer, but like something happened that day, and I was just like, I can do this. Like, I wanna, I wanna try. 
you know. So it was 2007, um, and so I registered for the 2008 New York City Marathon, and that was my first one. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Felicia, how'd you get into running? My story is the complete opposite. You know, I ran around, you know, plead as a kid, but the idea of running, that was never my thing. I, I that. I, was, I I always say God God like decided to play like a real funny joke on me because I never thought about running until I had a conversation with a friend of mine and he's an avid cyclist. So he was like, Hey, you know, you know, you know, have you thought about like working out or whatever, like getting to something? And I knew I needed something that had a, a social aspect and something that has structure. I need structure, or else I. It, it would not get done. So I found um, Black Girls Run, which was fine because around that time, I noticed that some of my friends had also started long distance running. So I said, okay, at least I know when I'll go, mm-hmm. I won't be by myself. Then one day I decided to go to Prospect Park. I thought I was going to do a solo loop around the park. I saw a friend of mine, she was waiting to do a drill with her team and her coach, and she grabs me by the arm and she say, hey, come with me. So next thing I know, instead of running around the Prospect Park, I'm going towards the hill, mm-hmm. and that's where I meet Marlon and Lean Strong Fast, and I did my first hill repeat. Aww. I survived. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, this is what I needed. And so that's how I started, you know, short runs. Then eventually it was like 5K. And I know me after a while, I get competitive with myself. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a natural progression. How I decided that I wanted to run the marathon, I signed up to volunteer at the 2015. And I volunteered near Mile 9 on Lafayette. And I saw the people that were running and they were literally all speeds or shapes or sizes or colors and I said why not me and it in that moment I said I'm gonna run in 2017 and I did everything that I needed to do I did the 9 plus 1 program in 2016 and ushered in to 2017 and then that's where I completed my very first Marathon here in New York City. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Wow, that's it dope. Is. So, Mr. Rice, how about you? So, like Erica, so me and Erica live on in Clinton Hill, right? She lives around the corner from me on Cambridge. We live a block away from Lafayette Avenue, right? So, growing up, my father would always take me and my sisters up to Lafayette to watch the marathon. Um, it always was an intriguing thing to me, and I think I was more intrigued than normal kids because I kind of I have a I have a seeker's mentality. So I'm I'm standing out there looking at these people running and it's cold. I have on a coat and they have on shorts and they have on tank tops and they're smiling and I'm wincing because it's cold outside. Me and my sisters used to do this thing where we would hold our hand out and we want them to smack our hands. So any especially black runners. And so you figure I'm 46, so I'm talking about mid-80s, late 80s, early 90s. You could count the amount of black runners that were running in a marathon mm-hmm. at that time. So it was a big thing to be noticed by a black runner when we went up there. And so 
I just really wanted to do it. I wanted to find out what it was that would make people do that. Like the, the thought, even as a child, the thought of running 26 miles, like I would, like we would leave the house. And I remember this, we would leave the house and uh, the, the elite runners would have already left, right? And then we go outside for an hour and we come back and the elite runners are all done. The broadcast is over. They already told you who won. And that was amazing to me that someone could do this, such a phenomenal feat with such ease. So I always wanted to run, but growing up, I didn't come from a lifestyle that was conducive to running. Like there were no real runners around me. There was nobody that I can speak to about it. So it took me until I was 30 years old. I used to go to the gym in my 20s and I would run on a treadmill. And then I got to like three miles on a treadmill and, um, a guy, actually my man, he told me, he said, you shouldn't run more than three miles on a treadmill, dog, because you could mess up your knees. You should hit the streets. And he's the reason why I started running in the street. So then I ran in the street um, and I really found out that it was, running is a bigger journey than just a marathon. Like it's a, it's a personal journey. Um, I, like I said, I started running when I was 30. I didn't run my first marathon until I was 42. I used to be the half marathon killer. Like the Brooklyn half, I ran that eight times. Like I would run the Brooklyn half every year and then that would be the end of my running season, <laughs> right? So and I would, run, like, I would run like the, the New York half. I would run, uh, Jack Rabbit used to have the Battle of Brooklyn 10 miler in Prospect Park. And I would run these races, but I never really, like I didn't, I, I was so enamored and I still am. I was so in love with the New York City Marathon, but I had only known it from a spectator standpoint. 2016, I'm at a brunch with my man, Pat, um, rest in peace, Pat. And Pat was always somebody who was a mentor in running to me. Um, I used to watch him and like, I tell a story a lot about, we was in New Orleans for Essence Fest. This is in 2012. And I ran four miles on a day that it was a white party at the House of Blues, a Bismarcky party. So I ran four miles that morning down Canal, down into the hood and back. And so I see Pat at this party. So I want to floss to him like, yeah, I've been running, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I see Pat, I roll up on him. I'm like, yo, P, I ran four miles today. And he was like, oh, word, now that's nice. I ran 17 miles today. <laughs> and I'm like, son, we're on vacation. How you run 17 miles in New Orleans? Where did you find 17 miles? In that heat and humidity, too. In that heat and humidity. So Pat was always like the marker for me. He was always the person I looked up to in this running thing. So we're at brunch one day, January of 2016. And he's like, yo, you're ready. I'm like, what's talking about? He's like, yeah, you, it's time for you to run a marathon. You can't keep running halves all your life. Like, it's time for you to step up. Like, he t what he said was, once you plateau and things come easy, it's time for another challenge. So he was like, yo, you've plateaued. Every year you're PRing the Brooklyn half. Like, how many times you wanna do that? It's time to run a marathon. So I trained in 2016, I had a stress fracture. I ran a 2016 Brooklyn half and I had a stress fracture. It sidelined me until the winter of 2017. Pat's girlfriend, my, my sister Lydia, love her to death, at the time she was working for New York Roadrunners. So she gets friends and family code. So I didn't have to do nine plus one, right? I didn't have to worry about the drawing. I just had to pay my money and I could do it. So in 2016, when I got injured, Pat was like, don't worry about it. Get yourself right. 
you're gonna run it in 2017. And so I never forget, he called me the so the drawing comes out like the last week in january or something like in the winter time yeah so he called me and he was like yo don't put your name in the drawing i'm like what he's like yo we're gonna have a we got a pass for you don't worry about it and so they, they sent it to me i paid it i trained and i ran my first marathon in 2017. i ran every every marathon that i've run pat was by my side and so you know part of what was hurting in this marathon was that I didn't have a chance to be with him. And we were gonna run this together, but he passed away October 8th and I deferred immediately because I just, from a mental standpoint, I just wasn't in a space to run, but I do plan to run next year and moving forward for the rest of my life. But that, that's kind of how I started running marathons. Wow, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, I'll say for myself, like I, like Erica, I was a sprinter in high school and I never ran like it's funny. Where I ran you a sprint in high school when I went to Holy Cross. Oh, okay. when I went to when I transferred out of Tech and I went to Holy Cross. <laughs> they said, "Hey, look at that black kid. He's pretty fast. Right. Like, you want to run track?" I'm like, eh. "All right." But that was the best thing for me oh. as an athlete because I learned how to control my body. I learned how to how everything in my body works, right. how to stretch, how to warm up, how to all that. So, but what's funny was that I ran 100, 200, and a four by four, and I didn't want to run the 400 because the 400 runners they trained with. The, the middle distance runners. Uh -huh. So they would go, I'm like, nah, I'm not running that. Uh -huh. So my coach was like, yeah, so the, the trade-off was, you know, run the four by, anchor the four, the four by four. All right, cool. Uh, but fast forward, like I didn't, even, I, I wasn't a runner. I was, you know, I played basketball, you know, uh -huh. played professionally, you know, I was, I was a hooper with my uncle who he helped build the New York Roadrunners um, computer system. Uh -huh. He always came to me, he's like, yo, man, so what you gonna do when you get done running? I mean, we get done, when you get done hooping, I was like, I don't know, play flag football, softball, whatever. He's like, maybe you should think about running. I was like, no, I want to run. Come on. And, you know, eventually, like, you know, I start seeing, start seeing you doing your half marathons and Anika, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm seeing you and I start seeing my friends run. I'm like, all right, maybe there's something to it. And, you know, he, my uncle passed. And, you know, one of the things that in my mind was like, all right, let me try this. Let me run this. Let me do this running thing. So I want to say it was like, you know, watching you guys, I was like, oh, Brooklyn Half, I could do this. This is easy, right? right? So I was living in Arizona at the time, so I'm, I'm training out there. And it was great because, you know, it was like the blocks are like a mile. It's like, it's like a mile and then half a mile. So I could mm -hmm. run squares and I knew exactly all my miles because I was good. And, you know, from a weather perspective, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. But when I got to that first half, yeah, I was dying. I remember that. <laughs> I got a picture of us at the end of that first yeah. half. And I remember when you were training in Arizona. I was, yeah, I was dead. I, I was like, and I'm seeing like these little old men just, just chugging along, do, 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 do. I'm like, how's this, yeah. like, what? Oh, man, so at that, that point I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna take this seriously. And, and you know, what really helped me was the training in that, you know, just, just the mental aspect, right? So thinking about work, you know, work problems you got solved, relationship problems, family, whatever the case is, and then just having that time in your, for yourself and just zoning in and be like, all right, you know, I'm gonna solve these problems. And then when I get done, it's like, pick out the phone and, I, and I'll start to feel better about myself and the things I was doing. Um, mm -hmm. And then health-wise as well, like, you know, getting older, the, the pounds start coming on and you're like, how can you, you know, what can you do to, to offset that? Mm -hmm. uh, I was gonna run last year, so 2019, I decided, I was like, yo, all right, I'm running 2020, because that's the, you know, the big, big 50th. And so I did a nine plus one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, it's like, 
all right, if I'm paying my money, I'm going to get my money's worth. So in these nine plus ones, I'm going to run, I'm going to train, I'm going to, like, so it was in the Brooklyn half, the Staten Island, the Bronx, like, I'm doing all these ra- these races, and I felt great. And then 2020 comes, COVID, no race, and then 2021, I was like, all right, like, let's, let's get this. Um, and so, you know, for me, you know, really just kind of honoring, like, my uncle's spirit and just, like, you know, just wanted to... to also, as a bucket list, I was like, I see friends like when when y'all when you and uh, Isla helped Puff run the marathon was crazy, right? And then Jerry running the marathon, my, my boy Jerry Razzy ran it. So seeing people I've known run it, and then like yeah, being you know yeah you, you you have pride, your ego like yo, I was a professional athlete, I should be able to run this marathon, I should be able mm-hmm. to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get humbled because it's like twenty six point two miles is a lot, right? So right, uh, so that's my my story. Felicia, what was it that really, uh, in your training, like where did you start? Like when you said, all right, I know I'm running the 2021 marathon. What was it that kicked you off? It's like, okay, here's when I got to get started and here's how I'm going to, how I'm going to get to that. Again, I need structure. And so I conferred with my coach. I said, I said, Hey, 2021, I'm doing Chicago and I'm doing New York. And he was like, Whoa, and then he asked me, he said, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to beast it out? You just want to coast? What is it? Like, what are your goals? I said, for Chicago, I want to gun it. New York City, give a little wiggle room because I knew it was going to be exciting. It was going to be a big party. Mm-hmm. And I said, for New York, I just want to finish. And then Chicago, this is where I want to focus. And so my marathon training, of course, started in June of this year. And so I had, so he emailed me like two weeks, you know, apart, like for the next two weeks, you do this, report back. And that's how we were going. And then once I did Chicago, he saw that I finished. He sent me an email, congratulations, rest this week. And then the following week, get back to the training and then train for New York. Mm-hmm. But I needed that structure. Like yeah. I literally need somebody to tell me, this is how many miles you run mm-hmm. this week. This is how many miles you run next week. This is the day that you rest. This is the day you cross train. I needed all of that. Mm-hmm. And can you show us the medals that you have? Oh, can you show, sure. can you show everybody and let everybody know? Cause so this is the 50th. Yeah, and this is Chicago. Smaller than New York, but Chicago got to set their game up on the medals, right. though. I'm going to call somebody for you. <laughs> but their organization, everything, they were on point. They were on point. The weather, not, not so, so much. much. <laughs> no. It was warm. It was humid. Oh, yeah, this one. My little baby. My little put together. Yeah, so um, the Abbott Run Club. They developed that, I think, last year because of the COVID. So they had a lot of um, virtual races. And then this year, they had the Run Club Global Marathon. And so they gave us two dates. You either did it May 1st or May 2nd. But you pick one of those days and you run 26.2, wherever, doesn't matter. You upload it. And then you got this. So, E, you ran London, right? Mm -hmm. What... When did you, what did you, what made you decide to run London instead of running New York? 
So I was actually supposed to do both, um, but I wasn't paying attention in this, my New York Roadrunners email because you know how they do. Um, I signed up. No, what happened was in 2020, I was able to choose between 2021. They gave me the option of 2021, 2022. I was like, no, I want to run this year. I'll just run it double. And then I missed the, the email that you had to secure your spot or else you lose it. So anyways, but I was focused on London anyway. Um, I did want to do both because I just love New York. I mean, I, I'm, I'd run it every year if I could, you know what I mean? I probably will um, as long as I can. But with London, it was actually interesting because a part of the Abbott World Majors situation, the Marathon World Majors, there's this thing called the Age Group World Championships, which you know I just found out about in 2019. And so I found out like they have a point system. So like you, the, the, the majors that you win, that, or that you win, that you run, they rank you according to your age group, right? And so I was looking, and then the top 100 people get invited to these races, right? To, to compete in whatever race they choose. So in the fall of 19, 2019, I got an email, and I, had, I was looking on the list, and I wasn't in the top 100, right, in my age group. So I was like, oh, I'm probably not gonna get in. I knew some other people who were in, but then, you know, as people start falling off or like accepting entries or whatever, so like October 2019, I got an email just around like, hey, you know, you're invited to run London in 2020. And I was like, oh, so I was like all down with it. And I, you know, London wasn't even on my radar. I mean, I was going to run. I mean, I would I just wanted to run it because it was obviously my first it was my first international race. But also, you know, the idea that the opportunity to go to London and run was, you know, it just kind of pop, fell into my lap that way. So that's how I got into London. And then obviously it was canceled because it's usually London's in the spring. Um, it was canceled 2020, canceled for the fall of 20, right? And then they said, we'll do it the following um, fall. So that's how I got into the London Marathon. But um, I think, you know, in terms of the world majors, that's a whole other, you know, circuit, you know, people who are trying to, you know, get the stars and, and you know, do their thing. And I think London, I think from what I understand, London and Tokyo are hard to get into because of, well, A, with London, you have to be a resident. It's supposed to be like a, so most of the people in that race were British. Um, and then with Tokyo, I think it's also a lottery. It's just hard to get into. I mean, yeah. New York, I mean, I think I understand now, like we live here, we could do nine plus one. There's different ways to get in. But for foreigners, they actually have, they accept a lot of more foreigners in the, in the lottery, I believe, than they do. Because they, I mean, that's money, right? That's mm -hmm. like, that's the business yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 And I learned that when I was working at the Expo they want one that year. Dinner. You know, giving out bibs, which I used to love to do, because it's like so fun. You meet people and everybody's so excited, picking up their number. All foreigners, like all foreigners. Like, I mean, the 75% of the people I gave bibs to were foreigners. So yeah, um, that's how I ended up running London. So then, so that was part of the age group world championships. And so then they're actually going to do it again next year in London. I was disappointed. I thought they might do it. They, they're supposed to pick different cities, but they're doing it in London again for some reason. So hopefully I'll get to run, you know, in another city as part of the group. We're here with this run is high. We got Felicia, Erica, Marlon, myself, Jason. Uh, Marlon. Yeah. So you didn't run this year. Nah. But you were, you were training a little bit, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you're out there. Like, how'd you, how'd you feel seeing everybody else? That's so what happened with me was I went into training season um training and so all right so let's back up a little during the pandemic i trained as if i was running a marathon in 2020 and so i did all my long runs i was consistent throughout the pandemic even knowing that there was going to be no new york marathon i kept to it 
because I the way I looked at it at the time was like, I don't know when another marathon's coming. I wanna be ready when it does come, right? So moving into 2021, I had I already had cachet in terms of I was I was running, I was I was hitting the runs, and I was in the gym, maybe not as much as I should have been. But I don't think too many, I don't think enough people talk about the gym aspect mm -hmm. of running, the core training, the strength training aspect. But that was something that my camp, you know, um, Pat, Lydia, Swoop, that's what we pride ourselves on is, is the gym aspect, the core training aspect of it. And Marlon from Lean Strong Fast is somebody that, I went to work out with Marlon one time and he destroyed me. The yeah, the strength training, the core training is everything, right? So I say that to say I was on, I was on target in July when quote unquote training season starts. My father was very sick in 2021. He passed away in August. He passed away August 20, 21st of 2021. That really hurt me. Um, in terms of being mentally and emotionally able to run. Um, prior to that, so like when I took my first vaccine shot, I was out for a week. Prior to that, I had a sinus infection that knocked me out for two weeks. So during the summer, during the eight weeks of summer, three of those weeks I was out because of sickness. And then another week I was out because of my father's death. So we get to Labor Day and I miss four whole weeks of training still running but not you know when, when it's clicking right mm -hmm. and you already know if you run this enough you know that by labor day weekend you're supposed to be at that 20 stage mm -hmm. you're supposed to be hitting queensboro bridge you're supposed to be running like so we live at the eight mile mark mm -hmm. for me a big thing is finishing the race from that point so i'd get up in the morning and i get on lafayette and i'll take it all the way to central park and finish the race that's 18 and a half so by labor day i wasn't doing that I still wanted to run and I had conversations with Pat and he he was telling so so and it's funny because I can't talk about running without talking about P right so anytime I talk about running he's gonna be involved in it so P in August two days after my father died P finished a thousand days of running at least one mile a day mm -hmm. so for a thousand days this man ran at least one mile a day so we celebrated that and so now after the funeral, I'm telling him like, yo, dog, I'm off. Like, I'm not where I need to be. And he's like, yo, don't worry about it. We gonna walk it together. Like, you know, you know, he had, he had had COVID around that time. And so he was like, yo, we'll walk it together. And I was prepared to do that. Even though a part of me was like, I don't want to cheat the game. Cause running is such a spiritual thing that I didn't want to cheat it. Right. I knew I wasn't ready. So I was prepared, you know, and I had like I would have conversations with my lady and I'm telling her, like, I don't know if I want to run it. You know what I'm saying? Like and then Pat died October 8th. when he died. All the wind was out of my sails. And for me, it was just at that point, there's no way that I could find myself running it um, without. I say without him, but it really was more about me. I was in a space emotionally where I wasn't, because the marathon, each of us know, we all ran it before, it's a very taxing thing on you. And not just the marathon, because it's really not the marathon. The marathon is really about pageantry, and it is, you go through it, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't, it's, you have a million people 
along the sidelines that show you love. Like, like when you hit that wall in the Bronx and then you come across that Madison Avenue bridge and now you're back in Harlem, Harlem bugs it out for you. And you at 22, 23, and they got Freddie Jackson. When we ran in 2017, it was raining. Freddie Jackson was singing at the W. I'm running by, I'm like, wait a minute. That's fucking Freddie Jackson. So, so what I'm saying is the city gives it up for you yeah. during the day of. Yeah. But what I'm saying is taxing is that 5.30 in the morning, 20 mile run, where it ain't nobody outside. It's just you, right? And you gotta get up out of a warm bed with your loved one in bed with you and, and you gotta get up at 5.36 in the morning and you gotta make that run. Right? And then you come home and you're doing wall inversions or you take a cold bath because you done wrecked yourself, right? But you're satisfied in the fact that you have stayed on course. Yeah. So when I, when I wasn't having those mornings, I realized that I was not prepared for the race. Because I, like you, I love the New York Marathon. I wanna run it every year, but I don't play with the shit. I know that it's real. I respect the distance. I respect the terrain. You know what I'm saying? I respect the process. It's a hard course. So after P died, I just, I knew that I wasn't gonna run, but as a spectator, so let me tell you, I hadn't been a spectator since 2016. I really love being a spectator because I feel like, I feel like for the first time in a long time, first time in ever, because when I was a spectator before, I had never run it. Then I ran it for three years, then I was a spectator again, and now you know what they're going through. And so I wore my medals out, you know, I, yeah, I had my medals, I had all three of my medals out, and I was like, and I, you know, and I really was flossing, but I was also, like, so there was runners that had never got a medal before and saw me, and they was like, as they was running past, they was like, oh, like, whoa, right? And then there was people, bystanders, that looked at the fact that I was wearing the medals, and they were like, wow, like a couple of people asked me, did you just run this race? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm spectating. You know, but it, it felt like I was part of a, of a, for the first time I really felt part of the council the of runners, the community, right? And so I was able to give of myself to, and probably a little too much, some may tell you I was giving too much, I was hugging runners and I was running with runners and, but I was able to give, yeah, I was able to give of you, myself in You didn't run with me. But I bought you a Pedialyte. You did. I appreciate you. Right? Yeah, yeah you know what I'm like, saying? Like, I had one ready for you, yeah. you know, because I know that that's what's up. You know, but it was, I, I enjoyed being a spectator, but only because it was sort of like when you see that star football player that's injured, but he's still cheering his team on. That's how I felt. Like, I felt like I would be out here with y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And I want to be out here with y'all, but I'm just, right, I'm just right. not able to be out here yeah. with you. I loved it. I don't plan on spectating the New York Marathon anytime right. soon. But I loved it. I would say that's the second best thing to running it, though, cheering. I mean, yeah. it's so fun. Yeah. And like Marlon said, when I first, I started off as a volunteer, and I volunteered twice. Right. So the first time I volunteered was with the Green Poncho, and they, and they actually used, used my picture, New York World Runners, for the next year asking people to volunteer. Uh -huh. So that was, that was clutch. I said, well, uh -huh. I made it. Then the second time I was like, what do I need to do to get the blue jacket? Uh, so I did what I needed to do to get the blue jacket, which was also a clutch. But to, to go from volunteering two years yeah. in a row, then running, and then cheering the next year, yeah. cheering as yeah. someone who, who did it, who did it right. and volunteered two years prior, 
Before that, I was never immersed in the New York City Marathon. Yeah. I would be home. Right. But from 2015, 2016, volunteering, yeah. 2017, running, 2018, 2019, cheering. Yeah. As Marlon said, a whole different thing when you've been on the other side yeah. and you've seen people, and especially those who are running for the first, the first time, the neophytes, when they're running, mm -hmm. they get that first marathon medal. It's, it is incredible. And then... When I was running down Lafayette and I saw, I, Marlon probably saw me before I saw yeah. him. <laughs> but I see this guy, he got on his medals, like big medallions, and then just swinging. And he had this big cheese grin, but I knew that cheese grin was genuine. It wasn't no plastic. It was like when Marlon said he loved on the runners, mm -hmm. like he loved on us <laughs> seriously. Like keep high fives, but he still on that corner was like, "Come in!" And I was like, "I need a hug." It's like almost my own. I was like, "I need my people." Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I love it for real. Like I really love it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna tell you how wild it is. Runners that know Erica and know me, because Erica was was like on St. James or Washington. So at the beginning, because you wound up leaving, because by the time Jay, I asked Jason, did he see you? Yeah. And he was like, nah, they must have went uptown. Yeah. But early in the day, you was there. So like when I saw Lydia, or when I saw other people that knew you, they would tell me, oh nah, Erica's right up the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how the community is, because it's like one thing if a, if somebody who's never done it is cheering you on, they, that's a love, right? And I love that. And I, there's a lot of people that cheer me on on that level. But it's another thing when a runner, an accomplished runner, is cheering cheering you on because I don't know about y'all but for me I'm always talking shop with people in the community right so I'm me and you we've had conversations where I've told you even when I was going through this I told you oh, yeah, I don't know like shit is you know and you gave me some advice your husband when I see your husband coming through I have conversations with him right me and you I would text you and so I love talking shop about this game so I love it it's not a, it's not it's not fake to me I love this you know so as a spectator I was able to show it differently yeah for my for me for my first one you know it was it was interesting that so Nike has this program a project moonshot where they had you know I was gonna actually run it in 2018 and I was doing a virtual cohort. And so I started, they sent over the booklet. So they have like your whole program, like from week one through. And as I started training, and I was in Chicago at the time. So as I started training, like I like, I, I was also playing softball. And so I put my groin crazy and I, it was like, it was over. There was no way I could run. There was no way I could even get catch up. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna run it. And then fast forward, I'm like, all right, I still got this program. So let me, let me go to it. And so, you know, just, and I'm running by myself, right? So I'm not even training with people. I'm by, I'm on myself. So I'm, and I run. I don't run in the morning. I run in the afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. So it was great for me that I could get all my work in, do what I got to do, and then get out there and run and just exercise. But I would do my track work at McCarran Park. And when you get there, there's like 200 people that are also training for the marathon, and they they in their running groups, and they're doing like, you know, you can hear them talk, call it out like, all right, the seven seven minutes over here, 7.30 here, eight here, and they're just like, just lapping, you know, like, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I gotta do, I'm just taking my time, but every day, you know, it's like you see them running. So the day when I knew I was really in it, 
what I would do is I would get on a, I get a city bike right up to the park and then I would get there. So looking up and like it was clouds. I'm like, all right, you know, I got some work. Let me, let me see if I can get this in quick. And then as I get to the first lap, it starts raining and then it's pouring. And that time I think I had to do like eight by a thousand with like 60 second rest. And I was at like number two. So now it's just pouring and it's just us like, you know, doing the work. And I never, at no point thinking like, I, right, I'm just going to just bounce. The park cleared out, everybody's leaving, but it's just the runners. And after that, when I was done with that, I was like, yo, like, yeah, this is for, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a runner now. Like, mm -hmm. there's no, mm -hmm. there's no mistaking that this is where I am. This is who I am. And it was, it was cathartic. It was dope. It was like, just like, and I felt like, all right, I'm, I'm here. I think with this, and so for my, my summer, and I started in June, and I started going through, and I just started going through the process and just getting to working. But I was also trying to like project manager thing, right? So I'm asking you guys like, what's the hardest part? What's the best part? And everyone kept saying like Queensboro Bridge, Queensboro Bridge. So I'm like, all right. So I would do my runs, I'd make sure I hit the bridge, you know, and start doing, okay, I live by Bedford. Let me go up Bedford and come around. Let me start. Cause I wanted to get acclimated to the course to an extent where I felt comfortable. Like, okay, I know this part. Um, and then I think I was getting close and I, I tweaked, I was on a long run, I tweaked my hamstring and my calf. So I was like, all right, now I'm, I'm like, all right, I can't get to, I'm trying to get to 20, right? So, cause I'm like, I need to get to 20. I got to like 15. I'm like, I, gotta, I need to get to 20, gotta get to 20. And every time I tried to get to 20, I couldn't get there. So I was like, you know what? Like, I think, and at that point it was past service. So, mm -hmm. I, and I said to you, I was like, I'm like, I'm trying to get to this, I'm trying to get to this point. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I'll be all right. Like, if I do, if I do run the way I need to run, I'll be okay. And Marlon said, yo, start slow and build into it and you'll be fine, mm -hmm. right? And so for me, when I, when I got on the course, like I started, I started slow. Like my first mile was like 12. It was like, like over the bridge, but then I got to the second mile and it was at 10, right? Cause then I started picking up and I started moving and I was like, all right. And I was great. Like, so yeah, I was good, got the Pedialyte. So I'm good. I'm like super great. I'm fine. And then, you know, just getting that energy. Um, I would say like when we came around from Flatbush to now going on Lafayette, mm -hmm. so that, you know, the colors changed, mm -hmm. right? So now you see more black people, you see more us, you see mm -hmm. us cheering that, and that got me up. Mm -hmm. And then you get to Lafayette, you see the hill. I'm like, yo, where did this hill come from? Like, <laughs> that's Clinton Hill. Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Clinton Hill. literally Clinton Hill. Yeah, yeah. Operative word, yeah. hill. Yeah. I mean, but the thing was, when I trained on, um, I would train, I, took, I went to the Y, and on um, 9th Street between 6th and 7th, it's a hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would do my hill repeats right. there every, all the, all the way down. yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Right. It's park slow. Yeah. All those, so, it comes down. Yeah. From so there. I just do one, anywhere to park slope, you're going up a hill. So I do my run uphill, jog down. So that was, that was like perfect. And that, it was a great, just for that. So for me, hills was like, I was like, I right, would have a head down. You know, we, I live in Williamsburg and it's full of hills anyway. So, uh, you know, it just, you know, just seeing you, seeing, you know, just going through, seeing family, just seeing people, it really got me up. And then, and then it got dark, right? And then I got to the, I got to the Bronx and now you start to see now the sun is setting, right? <laughs> so I get over the, 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 get to the Madison Bridge and it's flat. And I'm like, oh, this is great. All right, let me just, so I start picking up and it's, you know, as soon as I, I swear from the, 
the moment I went from one end of the bridge to the next end of the bridge, it was just dark. It was like mm-hmm. lights out. So now I'm like, all right. And you know, I had tweaked my, I had, I got a big cramp in my quad at like mile 14. So I had to stop, do like rubbed it out. And then I kept cramping up. So every time I try to run, then it seized a little bit. Then my calf was seized. So then I had to, so I'm going slow. So now I'm, I'm jogging, walking, but I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna finish this race. Like no matter what, like I don't care. And you know, I got in and then I saw uh, my friend Joe, like right at, I saw, I saw a few people. And you know, so again, a lot of love in Harlem, but then I saw Joe right at the beginning of the park. And Joe, we pretty much walked from like the- bench, One tenth. Right to the, to the right. entrance. And we talked and she was like, yo, like, she, all right. She's like, you got your energy, you good. Like you got your rest. He's like, all right, like, yo, go finish this. So, mm-hmm. um, so now nah, it was dope. It was just a amazing experience that I don't know if I'm gonna do again though. Nah, you should do it again. <laughs> Can I ask y'all something? Everybody here has run New York now. So I wanna ask y'all this question. What stretch of New York is your favorite, and what stretch of New York is your least favorite? I mean, obviously Lafayette Avenue is the best. Yeah, Lafayette. I'm gonna tell you something. That's not my favorite. Really? Really? Yo, really? Yo, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna share a secret with y'all. I hyperventilate whenever I make that right on Lafayette. Why? Because it's too because much, it's too much energy. I like, like I all I think about is I'm that little kid right. now, right? And like I'm waiting for me. Right. Like as a kid, I'm telling you, I was waiting for black runners. Right. We would wait for black runners. Right. And now I'm that black runner and people know me right. in this. So so I start hearing why when you get to Moe's, yo Marlon, yo yeah. Deuce. I love that though, you don't like it. I do, but it's too much energy. Yeah. Like it's too it. much. We have, a, we have a joke, like if you feel, like we have a joke in, the, in my like team, we, if you feel the hill on, if you feel Clinton Hill, that means, that either means you hurting already earlier yeah, in the race, it's, it's gonna be a bad, it's gonna be a bad day for you because Usually, yours is so full of adrenaline, you don't even feel, you just go, glide up that hill, you know? So your yeah. favorite part is Lafayette. What's your least favorite part? Least favorite part is that stretch, that hill on, on Fifth Avenue. From 110th to 92nd, right? That sucks. Oh, mile 23 is a hill. Yes, mile and it's a solid hill. Like, yes. all I know is I just focus on the Jumbotron. I'm just like, okay, just get there and get into the park. I mean, honestly, that whole last part of the race is just like, like really, like you gotta go in the park, you're out the park. I mean, it's a lot. Like that 23 though, that that's rough. Yeah, you sound like me with that. That 23 though, that's rough. Felicia, what's your favorite stretch of the race? My favorite stretch is going down Lafayette. Yeah. Uh-huh. And my worst uh-huh. is going across the Queensboro Bridge. Yeah. I don't think the Queensboro Bridge almost took me out. Yeah. That bridge almost took me it's out. It's psychological, right? Because it's just like, you and, know, and, people, and, it's just like. And, and then on, on the hills, on the hills of running Chicago, like three weeks prior, mm-hmm. and my legs are still yeah. trying to, yeah. and like, what are you Chicago's doing? Chicago's pretty flat, right? Right. Yeah. And so I was doing fine until I got to my mile 12, and mm-hmm. then like my legs started cramping. Mm-hmm. I thank God for the foam roller sticks. Uh-huh. Right, right. Nisha and them at least there, they always have it at 116th, right? I got tuned up quite a few That's times. Right. I got tuned up in the first part of Harlem. I got tuned up again That's in great. the Bronx and then Tanisha and Maitland. Like they, if it were not for them, right. I'm. I, I would still have the medal if it would have taken me even longer. And then 
And then I took two bathroom breaks. And I was like, I never take bathroom breaks. Mm. But I was drinking the water yeah. and the Gatorade, but it wasn't hot, so I wasn't sweating. Right. So the liquid right. didn't go anywhere. Yeah. But Queensboro. Yeah, yeah. Queensboro will, will, will always be. How about you? What was your favorite stretch and what's your least favorite stretch? My favorite stretch was definitely the Madison, that Madison Avenue, going from the Bronx to, to Harlem because okay. Okay. it was at that, like every other every other bridge is a hill, right? Right. And now you get to this one that's like, it's flat. It's and you're flat. like, yo, right. like I'm, I'm hitting the home stretch. That's right. And so at that point, I was like, all right. And, and then, you know, you start to get, the, you hear the, the, the love in Harlem. Right. Uh, my least favorite was probably. Uh, yeah, I would say probably that Queensboro Bridge because like uh, I started running it, and then like as soon as, as soon as my, yeah, it's, it's a, my my quad said, hey, just chill out. <laughs> like, all right, let me start. All right, I gotta slow down. Now I start jogging it, and then you you know you want but you want to run it like you want to just like you just want to get put your head down and do it. Right. But then like now I gotta walk it, and so now I'm walking. I'm like Shh, I don't want to walk this. Like I've been running it all summer. I've been getting it all summer, and now like right. all right, I gotta walk it and. So that was like to me the, the the worst part of it. It just it uh-huh. was just terrible. Um, but uh-huh. there's also but then that's there's the ego in you, right? It's like the challenge, like all right, because like when I used when I ran the first first time I ran the, the half marathon, the Brooklyn half, I couldn't run that hill in Prospect Park. Uh-huh. Like that hill took me out the first time, like the first two times. Uh-huh. And then after that, I was like, yo, I'm 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 not gonna walk this hill. Like I'm running this hill every single time. Uh-huh. And so as I so I put my head down and I see people walking in. You know, uh, I'm like, nah, I, nah, I'm getting it. Yeah. No, no matter what, like I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this hill. So my favorite stretch of the marathon is from you make the left on Lafayette and you're on Bedford. So from that point, all the way to the Queensboro Bridge, mm-hmm. and that's my favorite stretch because in my running life, that's the piece of the marathon that I run the most. Mm-hmm. I always run Bedford Avenue. I always run the Pulaski Skyway. I always run the Queensboro Bridge. During training, I run the bridge. When I'm doing long runs, all of my long runs are over the bridge. So I, I can run from, from my house, right, to the Queensboro Bridge in my sleep. Like, I know that, I know that terrain so intimately that it's not even a problem for me to run it. But my second favorite is the Harlem because you need Harlem. And I tell people all the time, if you're gonna go cheer, right, and you don't have a preference of where you're going to cheer, go to Harlem because the runners need you in Harlem. And when you come across that Madison Avenue bridge and you over by Riverton, right, 138th and 5th, and you start going down, Harlem be wildin', yeah. and you need that because at that point you could go delirious. Like, there's always a line. Like, there's a line as a runner where everything could be going well, and then one or two things happen, and then everything is horrible. So when you're in mile 22, mile 23, that line is very thin, right? Mm-hmm. So you need every ounce of positive reinforcement in that point. That's why Lean Strong Fast at 116th, they're always a lifesaver yeah. because they're giving you the energy, you know what I'm saying? And then my least favorite is your least favorite. Mm-hmm. So you get down Fifth Avenue <laughs> and then you get to 110 and you get that hill. And it's like, why now, why God? Now? Why? Right. Who put this here? Put this here? And it's a steady, constant yeah. uphill yeah. until you get into the park. Yeah. And then when you get in the park, you're going down Black Cat Hill and you go out. Yeah. But you're already that hill 
will destroy you. You will drown on, you could have a perfect race 2019, I was, I was supposed to sub five 2019. I got to that hill and I ain't have nothing left for it. And what turned, it, it turned a 440 race into a 512 race for me. Um, because I, I, I just didn't have any, you gotta, you gotta keep some in the bank for that. You know what I'm saying? You gotta keep some in the bank for it. So that, that's my worst uh, stretch as well. So again, we're here, run is high. Uh, we're talking running, talking the marathon. Um, I guess the question for what I've been getting is people have been asking me like, how did I, how did I get started? Like, what was it that got me into like, you know, to training? Because people, I think a lot more people are interested in, in wanting to actually run. So what is a piece of advice you'd give to like a, a new newbie who's also a little bit older, who's also in like our age, age range because you know, you know, we we are at a certain age where you know you got to take care of your body a little bit more. So, uh, I'll go. I'll start with you, Mr. Rice. What advice would I give a newbie that's our age about getting into training for the marathon? Yeah, just training for the marathon, or even just running, just starting, so that, just getting that two first. things. Yeah. Again, I got to talk about Pat because Pat told, taught me something that I still live by to this day, and me and you have had the conversation when we were running. Always check the tension in your body. So a lot of times when we run, if we're newer runners, our fists are clenched, right? Our shoulders are clenched, right? Our mechanics are off because running seems to be a task if you're not a professional or an enthusiast of it, right? Unless you're one of us, running is a task. So early on, when I used to run with P, he used to be like, shake your shoulders out, release your hands, release your jawbone, right. stop clenching your mouth. Right. Little things like that go a long way in helping your mechanics. Um, because you don't even know that you're doing some of that stuff, right? So releasing tension and learning to do a self-check of your body and know where the tension resides in your body. So for me, I know where the tension resides. My shoulders and my, my jawbone is where the tension resides subconsciously when I'm running, right? So constantly like, you know, doing that with your mouth or shaking. So like when you see me, I'll do this. Like I'll, I'll like really shake out because I wanna make sure there's no tension in my body. The second thing is, and I mentioned it earlier, core training and strength training gets, a, they don't speak about that enough in terms of training for a marathon. Pat put me on a three and three and one schedule where it was three days of running, three days of strength and core training and one day of rest. Full body squats are your friend. You know what I'm saying? Praise Jesus, yeah. right. Full body squats are your friend because what you want to do is you need power in your hips. You need your core to be able to keep your, yourself straight. A lot of times you see people, newbies running and they're curved over because they don't have the core strength to maintain positive posture. And so a lot of running is mechanics and posture. Um, and so having good posture, working towards good posture includes having a strong core. Full body squats, leg lifts, crunches, keep your core intact to be able to handle the pressure of running. Um, and like I said, the tension. Tension is, is, is undeniably very important because you can injure yourself with tension in your body. Not it. Erica? I would, I would say new, for a newbie, yeah. I would, starting slow like not trying to take on 
too much because training itself is a lot. Like when you're in it, when you're in a cycle and the mileage and the workouts and the, at any level, right? I think you have to start slow because it can be overwhelming. It's overwhelming to your body, overwhelming to your life. Like, I mean, there's so many things that happen. And, you know, I know a lot of people just kind of just jump into it. I did the same thing. Um, but I think being mindful of that kind of, it, takes, it keeps you in the game, you know what I mean? Because then you're not so surprised by it. And you also, I think that you, you're doing it with more intention, you know? And so like, when I say start slow, I mean, you know, have a plan, follow a little plan, you know, something that whatever works for you. But I would also say, you know, make sure that you're not trying to go in, you know, and go too hard, especially for the first first one. And, and honestly, like starting out with other races is not a terrible idea either. I mean, you know, 5Ks, 10Ks, you know, assuming they're not a runner, but like if they are, you know, get in those races under your belt and then going into the marathon, because the marathon is just a totally different, it has nothing to do with those races. You know what I mean? It's totally, as we all know. Right, right, right. You got to do that though. I agree yeah. with you. You got to, you can't, you have to experience what a race is. 100%. Because the marathon is just such a behemoth, you know? Felicia, any, any uh, um, advice? Um, advice? One step at a time. Mm. Rome was not built in a day. Mm. I have people, you know, around me and at the job, and they're like, oh my God, like, I can never do it, and I can't, and how? And I said, first of all, Definitely. I didn't wake up mm -hmm. and just blindly. Right ran out my house and decided to run 26.2. It's a process, right. there's levels, but you have to start from the basics and yeah. you work your way up. Yeah. And you, you just have to work your way up the same way you go to high school, undergrad, graduate, mm -hmm. you know, professional school, it's same thing. Like there's mm -hmm. levels mm -hmm. and you just take your time mm -hmm. and listen to your body mm -hmm go to the doctor, get checked up so that the doctor can tell you what you can and what you can't right. do. And a lot, and that's not spoken of yeah. a lot. It, sometimes, depending on who you are and you know what your physical condition is, go to your doctor, yeah. go Listen see to your, your doctor and say, hey, I'm interested in picking up running. Get the advice from your doctor, mm -hmm. do that. But my whole, my primary thing is one step at a yeah. time. I and I tell people a great way to start, if you have a smartphone, the Nike app, Couch to 5K. Find some people that you know that are runners. My team, we, we tell people all the time, come mm -hmm. or pace it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You'll get there, Running with but people is good. Yeah. Rome is not built in a day. So what, you know, we, it's in the marathon season, right? So we're all, all pretty much resting or running. Um, what does 2022 have uh, in store for you? I'm gonna run Boston in April. And I kind of have unfinished business in Boston. My first Boston was pretty terrible. So um, <laughs> I was injured the first part of the season. And so I just went into it. I mean, I was, it just wasn't a good Boston. So I kind of feel like I gotta go back and redeem myself. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to run New York. Um, I would actually like to run Berlin um, or one of those races in the fall, like the early fall, like either Berlin or Chicago. But um, yeah, I mean, right now it's just like reset, you know, 
this is this is the, this time of year I actually like running, and even though it's cold and it's like you know nobody's out, because like this is th this is the time that these are the miles now that prepare you for you know getting it next year, yeah. like even a year from now, like you start building now, like you got a base to go into 22 with, and so that's really you know for me it's just like rebuilding and just trying to see, you know every year it's like I'm lucky i feel lucky to be able to keep doing this you know at our age you know things have start happening things start hurting you know mm -hmm. and getting injured right like mm -hmm. i'm like listen every year i can get through a few races run fast i'm happy so we did the um the the pre the shakeout run right so i'm running with erica's crew <laughs> yo we start running you know and they're doing they, they're like oh we're gonna, we gonna take it easy we're gonna just go we're not even we're not even black roses it. Nah, it wasn't. It was a bunch of people. Beasts. It was a. It was a bunch of people. But like, yo, like, so you know, it's a. It's just a five k. Like, it was just, yo. So we run to the band show, and, and back to um, for, to um, right. to Seaport. Yo, I can. I kept up with them for like maybe like nah, they a beast. second, and he was they gone. Nah, I'm like, beast. and you know, and I'm like, all right, man. So right, this is just they a shakeout. Yo, so when I looked at my time though, like I'm looking at my splits. Yeah. Like my split was like nine. Yeah. 20 or 930 is crazy. I'm like, okay, this is me. This is me at my fastest. Or, or you just not used to running with people that are running 930s. I mean, right. maybe that's not your fastest. In this, in, in, so that's, so yeah. that taught you something about your own body because you are, you, people have paces in their heads. You it know did. what I'm saying? Like, you did it. Yeah, it, it did. So look, I ran a, I ran a one mile run with Juness Track Club one time. Oh, really? So I went to Gershwin no where way. they train and I ran a mile because I did a, I did an article with the coach Jean? yeah with really? coach Jean. yeah this is in 2017 no right when yeah when they were doing track. yeah yeah so I ran I ran I'm gonna show you a picture of yeah, when we started crazy. every girl beat me oh, yeah. right but I ran a 757 mile and that was the fastest mile I ever ran in my life you know what I'm saying? So yeah, you like you you run you run to who you run with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And you and you hear a time and you're like, yeah. I can never you don't know. You don't know, right. You don't know. I'm gonna hold on to my nine twenty that I did at the <laughs> at the fifth avenue mile. Yes, good for you. I'm gonna hold on to that nine twenty. That's right. <laughs> so what do you, what do you have for twenty twenty two? Um, hopefully Berlin. I will be cheering for twenty twenty two New York City Marathon. So you might see me on the corner mm -hmm. with my yeah, yeah, exactly. medallion. Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> you know, cheering and continue um, running shorter distances. Hopefully the Brooklyn half will come back in person. Yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah. Yes, that'll be number five for mm -hmm. me. Um, and I'll um, continue running, working out. The, the thing that, one of the things that did help me this year was that I actually started running in the winter right usually i don't start running until march yeah. and that's usually to prepare for the brooklyn mm -hmm. but this year i was actually running yeah. outside yeah. in the cold and i learned how to buy certain jet yeah. things and once i was laid up properly i said oh it's a game changer and it wasn't also, that bad yeah. yeah but i also knew that Okay, when you're done, you need to be like real close to home. Totally. So you won't start freezing. Totally. But but mentally, that's part of it, right? Yeah. Being out in the cold and dark, like I was just saying, like that's that's a thing too, you yeah. know, and that prepares you in other ways that you don't realize. 
especially and, when you get to the good weather. And I don't know if it's because I'm a woman of a certain age. I'm 51, so I get cold easily, sure. but I also heat up sure. just as easily. It's so. like training through the summer, right, too. Like, yeah. it's hot. Like, yeah. you know, doing long runs in July and August is hard. Right. And then when the weather breaks and September hits, you're like... Your numbers start moving. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, it's a real thing. Yeah. But, but you have to put your body through that to really, yeah. you know, benefit, you know? So I'm thankful for, for that. You, yeah. But I'll, I will do a lot more strength training, a lot yeah. more weight training because... I was running, but my eating habits was trash. Because you're running, you're hungry. Right, and so now that I'm not training for anything, that gives me more time mm-hmm. to step back yeah. and do more of the strength yeah. training, more of the weight training. Still run, but not as much because I'm not training for yeah. anything right now. I agree. I'm and definitely I think that's more deliberate. And, not, right, that. and yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, weight the training, that the training. I need. I did a lot of running in 2021. I don't know why, but (laughs) I did a lot of running. Yeah. Yeah. Now your body tells you, that's for sure. The strength strength piece is is major. Lamar, 2022, what's looking for? So for me, 2022 is the big payback um, because I didn't perform this year the way. So look, for me, it's like, like I feel like I won three Super Bowl rings with my team, right? So 2017, I was prepared in every way. I went out and I ran the race. 2018, I was prepared in every way. I ran the France 8K and all these Central Park runs, right? I did all the, I did the Brooklyn half, I did the Queens, I did the Bronx, I did the Staten Island, and I did the marathon, another ring. 2019, same way, I was out, I was prepared. I was in great shape and I moved with intention through the running season. Then COVID happened and there was no 2020. Then 2021 happened and honestly, I was overwhelmed with life and I couldn't really produce in the way that I know that I can. So I got up this morning and ran a couple miles and it bust my ass. But I love that because I love the opportunity to get better again. Um, So I'll be running all winter. I'll be in the gym um, as soon as I can find the time to to go to Blink and get my, you know, get my membership. And I'm gonna, um, yeah, I'm gonna reset. But I, and I know certain things now. And like, so you've taught me some things you don't even know because one thing Erica's good at is she takes care of her body. And so like, she'll post her runs, but then she'll post that she's doing cupping or she'll post massage things. And so like, you know, runners like Erica, I watch because it's not just about beating yourself up on the runs. It's really about a holistic look at, at your life and how do you incorporate running into a holistic look so that you can still have peace and health, right? So I'm looking at it differently now and I'm saying, okay, well, I do need to work out, I do need to run, but then I also need that other piece, right? You know, so, you know, you know my girl, she's a yoga instructor. And so like we've started taking yoga on Thursdays at, she works at Tangerine Yoga and we started taking yoga on Thursdays. And that's been dope, right? Because it's something that like I've played with yoga for the past 10 years. Like every time I feel like I need it, I'll go to it, but I'll never really stay with it. So now I'm looking to really stay with it and add it part of my regimen. Um, But I'm looking to be leaner, stronger, faster, (laughs) right? And I'm looking to go into the running season with the intent of like, 
Like, I feel like when the Shaolin Temple burns down and like the main student comes back to avenge everybody, like I love Pat, like I loved him to death and he's gone and I just wanna be able to reflect the lessons that he gave me. And the only way that I know how to do it is in running because that's, you know, running has taught me so much about life, but I can really only show what he's taught me through how I treat running. And so that's what 2022 is. I'm running to New York, I deferred. So I'll be running in 2022 in New York. I'm definitely running the Brooklyn half. I'm definitely running Percy Sutton in the Bronx and all of them. I'm gonna be out there again because I love, I love the game. Um, but really this time around, I'm 46 years old. This time around, um, I'm gonna add that piece that I see that you're consistent and with. I'll and I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, full disclosure, like I, I'm not as good. At, I mean, I'm, I do the cupping, I'll do massage, I do a lot of stuff, but the strengthening, I've not been consistent. And I ended up injuring my hamstring because of it. Because I know at my age, I mean, I was hard-headed because I didn't want to make the time. I didn't want to, you know, it's always more things to do, all of that. But at this point in my life, at my age, and running at a certain level, it's, it's a non-starter. Like, I have to do it because my muscles cannot take it. Like they have, they need strength. Every single doctor, the guy who does my cupping. I mean, anybody, everybody says the same exact thing. It's always the same thing. It's right. like, you know, you have to strengthen glute, hams, you know, all, calf, they're all connected. A foot issue is really a calf issue. A hamstring issue is really a glute issue, you know, all of that. And so, you know, and I, that's another thing for 2022, same. Like I'm really deliberate. I started doing Pilates on the reformer. You know, I'm trying to get back into yoga too. I, I need to come up there with y'all. Like, cause it, all of it, we, we need all, it, the, ma the marathon demands all of that at this mm -hmm. point, you know, and, you have to be intentional with it. That's yeah. just, it won't take that's any it. less. That's yeah. yeah, I met a guy real quick. I met a guy when I ran my first marathon. He was 75 years old. He was in the same corral as me, which off top I was disrespected by, right? <laughs> like, what are you doing here, right? So I was talking to him. He was from Queens. He ran 38 marathons. Um, and I'm like, yo, OG, like, you know, like he looked great for his age, right? The man looked like he was in his late 50s, bald-headed, skin clean, about 6'2", tall guy, well-built. So I'm like, you know, how did you get here? Like, you're 75, you run 38 of these. How on earth did you get here? And he said to me, by doing the things that you're doing at your age. And that really stuck with me because I wanna be 75 years old and run this marathon. Um, I knew a lady that ran the marathon until she died. Well, she walked it because she died at like 90. But she's from Harlem, and I can't think of her name, but if I said her name, you probably would know her. But she did the marathon every year until she passed away. I want to be that example. I want to run this thing every year that I can possibly run it until I can't do it anymore. But the way to do that is you got to take care of yourself. You can't. You can't beat yourself up. You got to strength train. You got to have health and wellness. You got to have the whole thing. Yeah, I think for me, uh, so in my training, I started swimming. So I was swimming like three days a week. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me in my conditioning endurance. Like I told you, I was like, I got done running. I was like, if my feet and my legs would have been good, I could still run. I was great. I was in great shape. Mm -hmm. But I think... Uh, but it also helped me in my strength, right? So just the being in the pool, swimming the laps, you know, just the, the resistance, you know, um, core, all that is a great workout. So I've been consistently swimming and then I would bike, right? So I would 
run, get on the city bike. I'd swim, get on the city bike, run. You know, wherever I was going, I was either running or biking. So 2022, I'm going to do a triathlon because, yeah, I've been, I've been doing it in pieces, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so I'm definitely going to train for that. But I do want to get faster, right? So I am going to start over in, in my whole running because I discovered if I could do 940 and, and be almost with, with that, that crew and then on the way back, I'm with the other group and that the second half of that split, I was even faster because I'm, I'm keeping up with them. Of course, like I'm going to math the next day. I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. But <laughs> you know, now, now I'm trying to challenge myself. Like how, how much faster can I run? Um, Fifth Avenue mile, my fat, I did 828, which I thought was, I thought last, when I did it in 19, I thought I had, I had done was faster, but I realized I was faster this year. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow. So I want to get under, I want to do like a seven. Like, like, like I want to, I want to just get fast. Um, Brooklyn half, like my half marathon time was amazing. I was like, yo, like when I licked the splits, I'm like, man, this is, this is pretty dope. And I was feeling, I was feeling great. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, every, every other time I run that half marathon, it's like, oh, this sucks. But now I'm like, all right, I'm here. So, you know, Every other race, and I'm gonna try and run as many as I can this year. You know, we'll see, we'll see how I feel about the marathon. I don't know. Like the only thing I would want to do is, is probably get a faster time, um, finish in the sunlight, so I can see y'all. You know, versus at nighttime. Um, but that's probably yeah. So those are the things um, that I want to do. But you know, continue dieting. Like I dropped a lot of weight. Continue thinning out. Continuing like just to. The consistency. I think that's the, the thing that really helped was just being consistent in that even if it was like I ran twice a week or I ran three times a week or I swam twice a week or three times, I made sure the diet was consistent. I made sure everything was there. Um, stretching, definitely need to incorporate more yoga. I think that's the key. And um, and sleep. Like we don't talk about like getting the rest. All like the, all the recovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the recovery. You know, it's like it's kind of t- it's it's, it's it's interesting that, you know, not working from home, it's easier to get out of bed, you know, like right before you start working. So, you know, all right, I could just wake up at 8.50 and log on. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, because I run at night, but on the other side, it's like, maybe I do need a shift to run in the morning so that I can get to sleep earlier and then get up earlier and get my runs in. So there's some things I, I, I got to play with yeah. to get to where I need to get to, but that's, mm-hmm. that's that's my plan for 2022, just to inspire people, really, just to keep them, to get more people out there and run. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I just want to ask y'all this. How many times you ran in New York? 17-3? You ever run what you would call a perfect New York race? No. No. I mean... No. How many times you ran in New York? Twice. You ever ran a perfect New York race? No. Never run a perfect New York marathon. And I ran it three times, and every time, it, like the New York marathon is like Moby Dick. It's the course. It's the, the course. course. The tough, the course is. The second, the second half of the course is harder than the first. Like that's not, a lot of marathons are not like that, you know? And so that it's just, that's the cool thing about it. It's like you gotta, to conquer it just means, I mean, you could get faster, but there's always gonna be something you learn about it. I mean, every marathon, right? Mm-hmm. right. Even a flat one. I mean, you're gonna learn something different every single time, every step, all seven of mine. Like, you know, I've, I've run seven, I've only felt like I've raced two. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like I was running. 
I wasn't racing. You know, that was a different feeling right. to me, you know? Everything. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never ran. So, like, I'll be honest. The Brooklyn half, yeah. I'm on that. Yeah. I got that. Right. But I've never run a New York marathon that I felt like I had it. Like, I always feel like it's like Moby Dick. So like you could do everything right. You could train right, you could eat right, you could sleep right. You could do all your runs, all your speed and hill training, and you can feel like you're ready. And then something is gonna happen on New York that's gonna shift and then you're gonna have to play with it. You're gonna have to adjust and pivot on it. And so I'm, I just wanna run a definitive New York. And I don't know if that's possible, but I want, a new, I want to run a New York that when I finish, I'm like, I did everything I wanted to do in that. I mean, that's just going to happen because you're going to keep running it. So it's going to happen eventually. Maybe. But then that might not, but the, what you thought was definitive or what you, the thing right. you thought. It right. right, it may change. Right, right. it's going to change. I mean, it's going to change. That's the, I think that's the nature of it, though. That's what, and that's what we all become addicted to in a way. That's what we, come, that's what we become addicted to. Because yeah. you're, you're improving yourself. It's not even about the race. It's, it's about you. The it's not even about the course anymore. It's you. And that's what gives you your runner's high because it's all about like what's that next thing how can i get there like, mm -hmm. i mean for me I, if i can if i can go the course without walking at any part of the course mm -hmm. i think that would be that would be my my perfect race and that's everybody's thing is, is, is different it's different and it's subjective to where you're at versus yeah. where you want to be exactly even, even even um right after i did chicago and it was so humid. I'm like, that race was hard mm -hmm. for everybody, elites all the way down. Mm -hmm. And my description was, that was the exam where the highest grade was anywhere between a C plus and a B minus. Mm -hmm. And there was no grading on the curve. Yeah. There was no, no, no curve. You got what you got. And I'm in a Facebook group with uh, um, Chicago Marathon. And I tell you for like, a good week we were just bragging mm -hmm. just bragging just bragging just what's next mm -hmm. what's the next race what's this like we were on mm -hmm. a runner's high mm -hmm. for about a whole week we were then because we felt because you go into a marathon where the alert is yellow mm -hmm. you go to chicago that's all they're talking about is the weather. And then the alert went from yellow, and then I think Friday it went to red. Then it went back down to yellow. And the weather was the whole thing. Other than that, I think it probably, I probably could have had like that perfect that race. Right, that race, but it was just too humid and hot. But the fact that we finished, we felt yeah. accomplished. Sure. Like that, I would say to date Chicago right now, I would say would probably be like my most accomplished or like yeah. my most treasured. Yeah. Aside from the 2017, that's my first baby. But yeah. my, my Chicago baby yeah. will hold a space because I maintained that high and yeah. we were in the pace just yeah. every day, yeah. every day, every day, just every day just cheering each other on, taking pictures, yeah. metal day, but 
I want to thank you all for coming. This is a great conversation. You. you know, uh, I hope everyone out there has listened, paid attention, and you know, now has more of an interest in running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so again, this is this has been Runners High. Um, Jason, thank you, Felicia, thank you, Erica, thank you, Marlon. I appreciate everyone. Um, yeah, see you guys out there on the road. Absolutely, wild famous. So yeah, that was a great episode. I really appreciate my guests coming through. You know, talking about the marathon, talking about training and watching and you know, cheering everything it was just amazing and you know i'm inspired to potentially run again next year who knows maybe we'll see hit the subscribe button tell your friends digital soul food is the next best pod until next time i'll see you later peace